welcome everyone to today's session on startup couches. Welcome Francius. He is the chief operating officer at an online audio company, Ayuno FM, to the couch today. Francius, how are you doing? That's great to be on your show and thank you for contact me, contacting me regarding this. Yeah, thank you so much. So, Francius, in layman's terms, what is Ayuno FM? We're a podcasting and audio streaming company. So, very, very basic. It's like a YouTube for radio stations and podcasters. And what we do is we allow you to upload your podcast or send your live stream to us, to our platform. From there on, we make sure that it can be listened to all your um, your listeners on as many internet-enabled devices as possible, making sure that it doesn't use a lot of data. We do the analytics so that you can see who is listening. We've got uh, built-in revenue mechanisms like um, our dynamic advertising. We make sure that it gets syndicated to um, iTunes, Google Podcast, Spotify, and also other platforms. Mm. Uh, and then there's a couple of other complementary services like um, our um, mobile apps, which gives you, you know, with, uh, um, with very few steps, a white label mobile app for your podcast and your stream, transcription services, um, audio recognition, and other, other cool technology which complements the service. Oh, wow. This is amazing. Um, I, I, think, I think I'm hearing Anchor. Uncle, I, I feel like um, what you're describing right now is um, um, a few of the things that Uncle does, which is really, really, really amazing, right? I think our, um, exactly. So we started uh, almost 13 years ago. And in those oh, wow. days, podcast was almost unheard of. And, yeah. um, you know, if you spoke about smartphones, you know, those were Palm Pilots. And, and BlackBerry was about to come out. So, yeah. and, and in those days, we said, listen, people are going to move to their mobile devices. They're going to consume audio online. And we wanted to do something like PBR for radio. We saw what okay. was happening to the newspapers. And we were worried that our radio stations and our audio content producers are going to follow the same route. We're moving into the digital space. And we wanted to give them the tools to do that effectively. So I think our... Um, our platform is maybe a slightly more focused on on larger groups um, okay. and we used being used by a number of large corporations and media groups but exactly as you say it's a it's a product which was developed for non-first world type environments as well where not everybody's on the latest smartphone where data is often expensive and not that fast um, and where people need to do a lot you know with the resources that they have available yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally got this. Um, so, if I'm not mistaken, I believe this is the biggest podcast platform in the whole of Southern Africa. Is this? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as far as we know, as well, obviously, it's a dynamic market space, and there's you know uh, all sorts of things happening. But um, at this moment, we have more than a thousand five hundred podcasters and radio stations on the platform. Um, oh, wow. We've got more than four thousand shows and uh, eighty live streams, thirty-one languages, thirty-three countries. You know, where people are are uh, um, uploading content to us. Oh wow, that's that's quite rich. I I wanted to ask next. Um, is this product operational in other parts of Africa and like what's the current reach? 
It is, um, so multiple places in Africa and uh, we also, for example, we, we are um, working with Deutsche Welle to distribute the content into Africa and to track it with the, the agents for Southern Africa um, and we operate in a number of countries. It's not as much as I would like to see and, and one of the things we are busy with at the moment is a partnership with a large company that, that operates across Africa so that we can uh, accelerate that trend. Yeah. Um, yeah. So sadly, um, a lot of our traffic is still coming from uh, the US, UK, Canada, France, Australia, um, okay. you know, sort of, uh, um, and, and other places in the world. But there's, you know, there's a sizable portion from Africa, and there's a number of very uh, cool content providers and radio stations that are using us, and it's something which is growing quickly at the moment. In actual fact, you know, we, we signed up a number, you know, uh, well, most of the stations that we signed up in the last month was Afri actually from Africa. Yeah, yeah. And that I mean outside outside South Africa. Obviously, we're quite strong in South Africa having started here. I think, yeah, you know, we've yeah. got most of the South African market, but Africa is a market that we are very excited about. Um, you've heard, you may have heard that uh, I mentioned, well, I, if I didn't do language support, so one of the things that we've developed from the beginning is the ability to cater for multiple languages um, yeah. to be able to adapt to your player so that's in the local language. And, and one of the dreams we have is to, to have a space where every language in Africa can have their own online content, their own stories and, you know, their own cultural audio elements, which, you know, which is also part of the richness of, of the continent that we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have I have another question. Um, I guess um, from your name, you are French, right? Um, how long <laughs> have you been in South Africa? Like, what's the story getting to Africa, and how's it been? Um, I'm like many people in in Africa. I'm a refugee, so my family was part of the French Huguenots, and they were Protestants. And there was a huge war in France between the Protestants and the Catholics. Yeah. Um, and so my the first Franz Retief uh, was 17 years old, and he fled with his sister across the Alps to the Netherlands. And in uh, um, 1684, and they arrived in the Cape of Good Hope in 1688 and oh, wow. my family has been here since so you know so i might have a, a french name but you know all my roots and everything i am yeah, is in africa this is this is yeah, the home yeah. that we made yeah. yeah 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 amazing stuff so in 2017 um a disrupt africa publication cited that you had 15 million unique users with 250k yes. at the time how has it grown as you know as of today um I think we sort of have to talk a little bit about COVID and lockdown, and I'm not sure sort of what impact it has in, in has had in your market, but certainly for us it's been huge. Um, so one of the things that we've observed, which was sad, was um, the nature of our platform makes it easy for. Uh, you know, uh, some of your least affluent people to listen to audio content. A lot of people think of podcasting as something for, for rich people and, you know, on iPhones. And it's always been wonderful for us that we have a lot of radio stations and podcasters that caters for you know, low affluent people on yeah. you know, cheap Android phones, in a lot of cases, still Blackberries and even old Nokia smartphones. Um, yeah. And these people would use prepaid data, you know, two megs uh, a week or so to download two or three of their favorite shows. 
um, yeah. and, and a low quality compression gives you uh, almost an hour for 10 megs. So, um, yeah. you know, so it's, if you compare that to Spotify, which is about 88 megs, you know, 10 versus 88 megs is a huge difference if you're on a yes. budget. Yes. And so, unfortunately, mm-hmm. a lot of those listeners has fallen away. I think, you know, um, COVID and lockdown has put huge financial strain and, and has caused a lot of job losses in, in a number of places. So, mm-hmm. so our, our audience has contracted a little bit. It's the, the um, middle and upper affluent audiences has grown a lot. Streaming has grown tremendously. So, at this stage, um, you're looking at around 25 million listeners uh, and that we've had in 2020 um, oh, wow. on the platform um, and uh, um, yeah, that's product spread across our podcast and our stream session so not as much you know it's sort of it's slowed down a little bit but it's, you know, it's still it's a very exciting market and it's now we're getting through um, you know, it started growing again and the other exciting thing is that digital audio advertising has really exploded you know if you compare 2020 to 2019 it grew by 2.5 uh, 2.5 times so it's 100 to, well almost you know almost 150 percent growth in a year wow. in, in uh, advertising money going through our platform oh that's actually really really amazing that's 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 really really amazing mm. um and that sort of segues into your next question, I think, regarding a monetization. How easy yes. is it to make yes. money on the platform? Yeah, do creators like myself make money through the platform? Um, yes, definitely. How does it work? Hmm. So I, I normally start by saying that yeah, you shouldn't get into podcasting if you think it's a get quick rich scheme. You know, it's a lot of hard work. And I see a lot of our successful podcasters that bring a lot of skill and passion. Um, and they just really enjoy what they're doing as well. Um, yeah. But there's a couple of, of ways in which people make advertising. And, and the most common one is still advertising on our platform. But you've got sponsorships where, you know, somebody commissions you to do something. Well, it's a bespoke content or sponsorship lead generation where you um, get a certain audience and you pass them on to somebody else. Subscription patronage um, and so, so those are basically your your key models and then a lot of people use it as marketing and as part of an integrated strategy <clears throat> the the thing that we do and uh, the, the biggest uh, revenue generator on our platform is our dynamic advertising and we were one of the first podcast platforms that could build um, multiple ads dynamically into your podcast uh, episodes and we also do the same with the stream so that it doesn't matter where people listen they always hear up-to-date ads with you know, dynamic targeting and all of those things and a lot of our strategy has been direct sales because yeah as a podcaster you only have so many listens a platform yeah. you know if you've got millions of listens it doesn't matter to you whether you know you get 20 cents for an ad or five cents you just need to run enough ads and you make good money but you know for a podcaster you only have a limited amount of of impressions it's very important what your cpm is and so uh, most of our focus is on direct sales where you you are specifically crafted advertising campaigns um which matches the content and we've got a model where both uh, um, the podcaster or a radio station can sell their own ads and we just help them to run it dynamically and and also we've got a couple of sales partners here which uh, oh. are experts in selling um, advertising campaigns on digital audio yeah um so what i hear is that there is a lot of ways to make money through the platform and the platform itself is um, really focused on making sure that value is created and value is given back to the creators and that's amazing. 
Exactly. And we, we started off looking at radio stations where you know, their advertising is still their main model. And, and we made something which is very easy for them to migrate over to. Now, obviously, you know, in order to to have this uh, be successful, you need to get a certain amount of listens. Digital audio, yeah. you sell the amount of, of listens. So you, you, you would run a campaign, let's say for 10,000 uh, audio impressions over a certain period and the advertiser pays for what gets delivered. So you need to get volume. And um, then obviously if you've got a unique audience or a, or a um, uh, audience with disposable income that can be matched to an advertiser, then that simplifies it a lot. But yes, it's definitely, you know, there's a, a lot of our content providers that's you know, making a fair or even a good amount of, of money um, from from the podcast and from the audio content they create. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty, pretty encouraging. Um, you have raised over $300,000 in the last announced round of funding a few years back. Mm. How has that, you know, impacted your journey, like execution speed and all of that over time? Um, well, I think in Africa, we know that you know, you travels alone travels fastest, but in the company of friends, you can go much further. And so we've always looked for strategic partners rather than just people that want to give us money. Um, yeah. So building a group of people that's focused on a specific dream and where, you know, we share, we all share in the success. So the round that you referred to was with Clifftop Colony, which is a very competent corporate finance firm and a group yeah. of strategic angel investors. And it has certainly helped us a lot, not just the money, but you know, the expertise that people bring and the fact that you can bounce ideas of other you know, competent people with knowledge in other areas that's also invested yeah. in your business so um and, and i think we've always not just you know with investment but also with strategic partnerships you know we try to work with people rather than against i think this is a big market and i think you know there's there's enough for everybody if you sort of you know, if you if you work together so we're currently developing two very exciting partnerships the one into africa i mentioned and then we're also um working closer and closer with a, a large european company that is already supplying oh, wow. radio services into or a, a streaming service in into a lot of the large radio stations in Europe and that are very excited about the, the unique technology that we bring and um, how you know, we can work together in, in the European uh, and also in the African space. Yeah, that's actually really, really, really amazing. I think one thing I have noticed, especially um, with um, startups in um, this African market, is that when they think expansion most of them think europe and i think that actually makes a lot of sense right you know um that's actually something i've noticed i don't I, know if it's is a thing yeah, I, do, yeah. I do agree with you i think um we are fairly close to europe uh, in a lot of aspects um something yeah. i find interesting with a lot of of african companies is and, and I was going to ask about your opinion on it as well, is um, if you want to be successful in Africa, to some extent, you know, you also, it feels to me you need to be successful internationally as well. South Africans are quite hesitant to support uh, African companies, if they, you know, especially technology companies, if they're not, uh, if they haven't got a, a big international footprint as well. 
Yeah. Um, do, you, do you agree with that? Is that sort of, uh, um, and it sometimes just feels to me that that uh, um, you know we're more keen to use international products than than African products. There's some sort of a, it's almost like a perception thing, and maybe it's just sort of you know down in southern Africa where I am. Oh no, um, I, I think I think I think it's an African thing actually. Um, people find it easy to accept um, Western culture, Western products, and things like that mm. easily. Um, I guess it's also just a matter of um, um, grooming environment, you know, what things like independence and like colonialism has done over time and mm. people just, the aftermath of just being overly dependent on like the Western world. But I also am of the opinion that a lot of that is changing, especially with this generation with, you know, more products being local, with people actually building stuff for Africa in Africa um, and showing that there is excellence here and showing that there's a lot of things yes. to do to ourselves. And so I, I see that story and um, I think my opinion around that is that that is true, but that is changing fast. Yeah. I agree with you and there's something that makes me very excited as well. And I think um, yeah, a lot of people are punting Africa as the next powerhouse in terms of growth, you know, economic growth. And yeah. I think one of the key things there is for Africa, for us, is going to be to maintain control of that and to have pride in in what we have to give, you know, the unique yeah. aspects and, and the stuff which we do better than anybody else. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, my next question would be, what is the next big milestone you're looking forward to at Iona? So if you talk about growth, I mentioned uh, I'm accelerating our African and our European expansion. Yes. Um, there's a couple of areas, strangely enough, we're not concentrating on the US and Canada, but you know, and, and there's areas like that, which is sort of growing through word of mouth and people that, you know, that really enjoy our product. Um, okay. We're obviously, we're a technology company. So uh, some of our focus, we're busy working on a couple of really cool technology items. And, and one of the things we really enjoy is to take um, functions which is typically traditionally available to upper tier technology or to upper tier large companies you know yeah. uh, um, which is complex both in terms of price and also the technical infrastructure you need to run it and to simplify that to the point where it becomes accessible to smaller radio stations and podcasters so yeah. um, so we're working on a, on a couple of uh, exciting things around ad tech. Um, there's a, a couple of uh, really cool things around player technology. We've got a, an amazing new um, uh, reports release, which you know, the, the, the people that are seen us, and this is you know, people in, in large radio stations internationally, I said, listen, this is game changing. So these are the sort of the, the things that we're focusing on yeah. at the moment. Okay, okay. Um, I guess my very last question would be, how did you meet the founding team at Iono? Um, that's, like? that's a very interesting and a cool question. So I'm an electronic engineer and um, I've traditionally yeah. I've worked uh, as the in systems engineer and project manager, which keeps multiple teams together in fleet management products. So you have uh, um, vehicle tracking and fleet oh, wow. management. And uh, we, we were um, working yeah, for the yeah. company that supplied Siemens with their vehicle tracking system, which is sold throughout Europe. Few people know that it was developed in South Africa. And um, the commercial manager there drove um, about 50 kilometers to work every day. And he got frustrated with radio and not 
uh, wanting or not being able to listen to the stuff when he wants to. So, and I realized I want to work for myself and not for a corporate. So I resigned to start a consulting company and he then, uh, he was sort of, we were closely together on a, on a number of things because uh, he handled the external contracts and I managed also the external contractors. And so he said, what are you, what are you going to do? And I said, well, mm -hmm. I want to help people develop cool technology. And he said, I've got this really cool thing that I have to see if you can do it. I want to do PVR for radio that works, you know, uh, over the cell phone network. And so I said, well, that sounds interesting. You know, I'm definitely keen to, to see how that works. And the other uh, member, uh, uh, Leon Urquia, already started uh, working with him about two months before that, just doing a concept study to see, can you send yeah. uh, audio over the internet? Is the network fast enough? Yeah, is it cheap enough? Can you get it cheap enough that people will actually uh, buy it or use it and that's how it started and from there on it just took off uh, i eventually left my my consulting company and focused on this full-time because you know it needed a full-time focus and it was just it, it's a really exciting thing to yeah. do to you know, take this amazing content and yeah. stories and make it available to whoever wants to listen to it so it's something which which we've always enjoyed doing yeah yeah this is such an exciting founding story I, I really, really, really think this is such an exciting funny story. Like the excitement is even in your voice as you talk about it, like you were back 13 years ago, you know. And so that's actually amazing. So I would like to say on this note, thank you so much for coming on the couch today. Um, and, you know, I also want to say, you know, people that are listening, um, this is Francieux from Iono FM. You should definitely check out Iono FM if you are a content creator, no matter where you are in Africa. Um, if you are in South Africa, you probably already heard of Iono FM. Um, and so thank you so much, Francis. And you guys, you know that every week we bring you really passionate um, builders like Francis on the couch for you to understand their journey, understand insights into what they're building and seeing how the products they are building impact us as a society, as a community. And until next time, thank you so much for being here. Relax, subscribe, and you would be getting more and more of these conversations next week. Thank you so much and have a lovely day.